0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to CommunityHealth.sa. My name is Daniel Gutierrez, and I am your host. So this podcast will discuss everything about the challenges and triumphs of community and health. For example, I grew up in the projects on the west side of San Antonio, and as much as I love my culture, it also has its drawbacks when it comes to healthy foods and lifestyle. So come along with me on this journey. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel at CommunityHealth.sa. Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on this beautiful Wednesday. So on this three-part series, I think I'm gonna go ahead and call this three-part series just for the sake of calling it something. It's gonna be called Prende el Foco con la Comida. One, two, three. Turn on the lights with the food, my friends. So without further ado, let's get started. I got a request by Mark and John to cover some more topics about foods. So I thought that maybe I could cover a little bit about what we're putting in our bodies. So the first episode of this three part series will be on what we are putting in our bodies. The second episode will talk about why we face these challenges. And the third episode, I will give you some tips on how to combat the challenges we face in our everyday lives when it comes to food. It's kind of hard for me to cover everything that I have learned over the years But hopefully in this three part series, I'll be able to give you some ideas on how you can go about making better choices for yourself and hopefully live a healthier lifestyle. So just to give you an idea of what's going on with our food and how it's affecting our bodies, I found this article about one of the staples that we use a lot, and that is flour especially here in san antonio from tortillas to pan dulce to chip sauces and many other things we eat that are packaged or processed so prior to the 1900s most flour was milled locally and the bread baked at home god designed the wheat kernel as well as other grains to perfectly store the nutrients within once broken open as in milling the nutrients immediately begin to oxidize Within about 72 hours, 90% over 30 nutrients are virtually gone due to oxidation. Also, since the germ oil causes the flour to turn rancid very quickly, only enough grain was grounded fresh each day to meet the needs of the community. This meant that just about every family was gathering their manna daily. However, in the 1920s, new technology allowed enterprising millers to separate the wheat components by removing the germ germ oil and the bran the remaining white flour could be stored indefinitely this began to eliminate the need for local milling and people began to relinquish their own responsibility of preparing their bread daily lucrative markets were also found for the nutritious byproduct of this new milling process the bran and wheat germ were sold as high protein food supplements for cattle local mills soon went out of business as the large roller mills produced huge volumes of long-lasting white flour appeared to be a great advance in technology in just a short time. However, cases of Beriberi and Pellegra began to drastically increase. Both of these diseases are the result of vitamin B deficiencies and health officials traced the problem to the new white flower. The new milling process stripped the vitamin B as well as about 24 other nutrients from the wheat kernels. Health officials urged mills to return to producing whole wheat flour again, but they didn't want to lose their very profitable market of selling the germ and bran as cattle feed. Instead, millers chose to enrich the white flour by replacing four vitamins for the 25-30 that are removed. This solved the problem of beriberi and pellagra, however, we are now plagued with many diseases that are directly related to our consumption of white flour, appendicitis, diverticular, diverticular disease, hiatal hernia, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and more. And if you would like to go ahead and read the whole article, you can go ahead and Google Modern Pioneer. I shared this article with you because I got a request by Mark to talk about recipes for the Hispanic community. The answer that I gave Mark was that most of my Hispanic peers say that I eat like a white guy. So it would be hard for me to share recipes about stuff I don't eat too much of. Also, the cheap Hispanic food we eat at the small mom and pop dives is not a wealthy Mexican dish. If you want to try wealthy, healthier Mexican food, go to La Fonda on Main Street. You see there are delicious sauces made from different parts of Mexico that can go with a delicious well-made piece of fish that is lower in fat, salts, and bread. Therefore, since I don't have the time to cook or money to have someone to cook these dishes for me, I keep it simple. I eat nuts, berries. Chicken and try to stay away from packaged food. Mark, mi gente, you're like asking for a beer that gets you real drunk with zero calories. That just doesn't happen, my friend. The counsels of you giving into your tongue's desires is like a man or woman giving into her sexual desires in a town where everyone is infested with AIDS. I know it's dramatic, but our loved ones also suffer because of the bad choices that we make. For example, My mother has had high blood pressure for over 15 years now because she married a butcher and they ate horribly together. Recently I have been able to reverse some of her sicknesses with a lot of hard work like many trips to the grocery store, cooking, and educating my mother on why she can't have all these different types of breads in her house. Like Maria Cookies, Banduse, regular bread, and crackers. She used to think that if something was sweet, it didn't have salt in it. Since she's not diabetic, she used to go to town on the vending machines at her apartment complex. She ate cakes powdered donuts, chocolate candies, which are all high in sodium, as well as sugar. You see, I'm armed with knowledge, and a degree, but I'm chained to her sickness because I care. Combine that with doctor visits, hospital admittance, and dealing with her anxiety makes it hard for me to work a 9 to 5. People say things like, you're sweet, and God is going to repay you, but the reality is that you can't gain your time back no matter what people believe. Therefore take care of yourself, if not for you, then do it for your children. Before I end this episode, John Anthony wants to share his testimony with you about what he has been putting in his body and how it has affected him. John writes, I'm a resident of Big Texas known for tacos and barbecue. I grew up in a time when salt was key and I accepted it because it was given to me by someone that I understood loved me. As I got older, in my 20s and 30s, it continued. Now married, I accepted the salt intake because my wife cooks for our four children and I. Fast forward, I'm 45 now and I stopped adding salt to my meals, but I'm currently on cholesterol pills now. I've been on them for almost a year. I accept the adjustments and recommendations the doctor made, but something inside me tells me that I shouldn't be on this path as a young father with a love for food. I feel that we need to do better as a whole and try to accept the help by people like Daniel who care. Thank you for sharing that with us, John. I'm glad that you're on the right path of recognizing that your tongue has wants. Also try to look at the back of packages for the word sodium. Often times we're eating far more salt in those packages than when we are when it comes to sprinkling salt on our food. Also barbecue and tacos before we even sprinkle anything on it has lots of salt in the recipes. It is how restaurants and food companies preserve their food for higher profits. So that's all I have to share with you today. You only remember one thing from this episode, please remember. There is no magic pill for making healthy Hispanic food, and what we're putting in our bodies is what's causing most of our sicknesses. I'm not saying to completely stop eating the junk, but I'm saying to find a balance and take it easy. Join me next week as I discuss why we face these challenges as a community. Again, if you haven't subscribed already, please feel free to subscribe. And if you're able to donate, please do so, so that I can continue making content about community and health. My name is Daniel Gutierrez, and I am your host.